You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Josh Barker, and this is The Policy Corner. In light of the recent school shooting just over a week ago in Nashville, Tennessee, the debate continues about potential gun reform legislation. Last fall, we looked at the proposed assault weapons ban. Today, we're going to look at some Republican proposals in Congress to deal with school shootings. Introduced by Kentucky Representative Thomas Massey, H.R. 2502 is called the Safe Students Act, and it's very short. It's a repeal of the Gun-Free School Zones Act of 1990, probably the most radical proposal on the docket. H.R. 2477, sponsored by Texas Republican Representative Randy Weber, it's a lighter measure that would merely amend the Gun-Free School Zones Act to allow qualified law enforcement officers and retired officers or other people with a concealed carry license to carry within the gun-free zones at schools. The original Gun-Free School Zones Act of 1990 was introduced by Wisconsin Democrat Senator Herbert Cole and passed with bipartisan support in both houses, including a voice vote in the Senate. Regulation of firearms is not an enumerated power of Congress. In fact, when the Bill of Rights was originally drafted in Federalist 84, Alexander Hamilton wrote that the Bill of Rights was unnecessary because Congress didn't already have the power to do these things, interfere with speech, establish religion, or restrict a right to bear arms, and more. So when Congress passed the legislation in 1990, it did so under the guise of its authority under the Commerce Clause. In 1995, the Supreme Court found the law unconstitutional. Chief Justice Rehnquist wrote an opinion stating that, quote, If we were to accept the government's arguments, we are hard-pressed to posit any activity by an individual that Congress is without power to regulate. However, gun-free zones at schools remain. Why? Congress revised the original law requiring proof at each conviction that the firearm, quote, has moved in or that otherwise affects interstate or foreign commerce. So far, lower courts have upheld it after this amendment. So the question now is what comes next? Representative Massey has argued that gun-free zones in schools has been a massive failure and that looking to background checks alone is not going to solve the problem. 98% of mass public shootings happen in a gun-free zone because criminals prefer unarmed uh, victims. Now, 12 states, at least 12 states, I'm pouring through the numbers, allow some form of concealed carry by teachers or faculty in their schools. And all of the problems that people are worried about um, are not occurring. Students aren't taking the teacher's guns. Teachers aren't being shot when uh, police show up and that sort of thing. It actually works out. What's unforgivable is how unserious some of these proposals are. I mean, there's not a single school shooting in this century that would have been stopped by a background check. Shannon Watts, founder of Moms Demand Action, says that the problem is not too many gun restrictions, but too few. This crime wave that we're seeing is the logical outcome of having 400 million guns in a country with too few gun laws. If more guns and less gun laws made us safer, we'd be the safest country in the world. Instead, we have a 25 times higher gun homicide rate than any peer nation. And and I would just point out that in Buffalo, that horrific tragic situation. There was an armed guard there, but unfortunately, a a guard with a handgun is just no match. Uh, You know, it just is not going to play out that way in the real world. Republican political commentator Scott Jennings notes that many of the recent shootings, such as the one in Buffalo last year, were made easier by gun-free zones. I don't know why this shooting wasn't prevented in this particular case. I do know what he wrote in his manifesto, the shooter, and that is he was hoping that the gun laws in place in New York would make it easier for him to commit the atrocity because he thought the fact that people weren't allowed to open carry would make it harder for someone to stop him. He wrote that down. That's his words, not mine. In testimony before the House Oversight Committee, 
Amy Swearer, legal fellow at the Heritage Foundation, argues that Congress focuses too often on widespread, ineffective policies rather than small and simple solutions. The several dozen missed opportunities to intervene along the way should matter to you because you are the ones making public policy decisions. Many of you are the ones implying that a lot of victims would be alive today but for a mass shooter's pistol grip and a background check that he already passed. Many of you are the same ones mocking anybody for, quote, talking about doors when a single locked door in Uvalde would likely have saved 21 lives and when all of us just walked in here today into this building with its limited public access points, its one-way locking security doors, and its plethora of armed officers. That's all for now. Thanks for tuning into Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM.